House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. All right, welcome back. And now we are at the interview part of the show. And joining us now is uh, someone that's been here before, who's written some great books. And uh, this time we're going to be talking about uh, a book he's written called Diana, Case Solved. And it's the definitive account and evidence that proves what really happened. Dylan Howard, thank you for being here. It's great to be back on the program. So how are you doing with times right now before we get into the book right now? You, you know, we're all kind of uh, bunkered down. Is everything go going good for you? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's wild times, isn't it? You never would expect that in our lifetime we would in encounter something such, so tragic and, 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 and such devastating. I mean, this is essentially the world war of our generation and... It's it's disheartening. Um, it's restricted a lot of people's lives. That said, I'm fortunate enough to to be in good health. Um, I do live in New York City, um, but I uh, left New York and and came out to my my summer home uh, much earlier than expected. And uh, let's just say I've been holed up in my office, uh, churning out a, f a few books that are. Uh, soon to be released. Always working. I get that. I do exactly. it myself. <laughs> exactly. So now, no rest of the wicked, right? Exactly. I'm I'm on it. Um, so, Dylan, now this book, uh, Diana. What got you involved in this case? Well, as a kid growing up in Australia, a member of the Commonwealth, I was fascinated and fixated on the royal family, and remain so today. So much so that on June. Second, I have a book called Royals at War, which chronicles uh, the scandals uh, of the, the Windsors and indeed the split of Harry and Meghan and their move to Los Angeles. That aside, I remember as a kid growing up and, and, and distinctively remembering that moment in time when there was the break in television transmission to announce that Princess Diana had passed. Uh, Last year, I was fortunate enough to um, identify Diana as a subject of uh, a book and a podcast series uh, of the same title, Diana Case Solved. And I collaborated with a Australian uh, retired homicide detective by the name of Colin McLaren, and we travelled to Paris and conducted our own investigation into the case and what we found was rather illuminating because we spoke to the one person who has evaded law enforcement authorities uh, since that 1997 crash. So how were you able to um, get that person to talk? So what we know is that eyewitnesses have placed a white Fiat Uno inside the tunnel where Diana lost her life. That white Fiat Uno was seen speeding outside the other end of the tunnel as Diana's car lay dormant on the 17th pylon inside the tunnel. The man behind the wheel of that car is a gentleman by the name of Lee Van Tan. 
he has never spoken publicly about what took place that night. However, his father has indeed confirmed that on the night in question, he and his brother fixed the damaged white Fiat Uno and spray-painted it red. He was taken in for questioning by French authorities, but released without charge. Lord Stevens, who oversaw Operation Pageant, which was the inquest into Diana's death, wanted to speak to Lee Van Tan, has made numerous approaches to him during the course of the inquest, and it is my understanding that he, via Scotland Yard, made an approach again last year to speak to Lee Van Tan. Now, Lee Van Tan has refused all overtures. The first thing Colin McLaren and I did was locate Lee Van Tan in suburban Paris. And we went to his home. He wasn't home. His son was. His son called his father. His father returned. And for the first time since 1997, uh, 23 years later, Lee Van Tan stood there and answered questions about what took place that night. And to paraphrase, he said that he's been told never to speak about what took place that night, that French authorities have warned him not to participate in any British inquiry, and uh, that he has no guilt or no remorse. Now, one must question... If you were responsible, well, I would, I would caution to say responsible. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I'll get into that part of the, of the causation of the car accident in a moment. But one must ask the question, why has Lee Van Tan remained silent and not spoken? Well, I can only deduce that the reason for that is that the French authorities don't want a French national being blamed for the death of the people's princess. So a conspiracy that uh, he's being, um, or, or that he's involved in some sort of conspiracy or that he did not, uh, he's hiding something is not true then? Well, I believe that simply this was a routine car accident, the likes of which could happen on a Seattle street or a New York street. The reality was that on the night in question, Lee Van Tan's white Fiat Uno was travelling via a slip lane or a causeway lane entering into the tunnel. Diana's Mercedes was driving at excessive speed with a drunk driver behind the wheel. Lee Van Tan had no idea the Mercedes was coming up behind him. And the moment of collision was almost like a perfect storm. And it sent the Mercedes careering into the air. It hit the barge concrete wall of the tunnel. Um, and then the Mercedes came careering down with an out-of-control car a drunk driver, two passengers not wearing their seatbelt, and a bodyguard wearing his seatbelt. That car then crisscrossed its way through the tunnel, out of control, into the 17th pylon. Lee Van Tan, miraculously, 
suffered very little damage beyond a rear tail light and left the scene of the crime as police and paparazzi then turned up. Do I think that Lee Van Tan was involved in some form of conspiracy or operating at the behest of some intelligence operation to off uh, Lady Diana? No, I don't. I think it was a simple car accident. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time and will forever have to live with the nightmare of knowing that he inconspicuously or unwittingly, I should say, caused this car accident. Well, we know that there is white paint. There was white paint on the Mercedes-Benz. Um, and that matches the white Fiat Uno. And French police went on a search in Paris for the vehicle. That's what led them to Lee Van Tan. I think what fuels the conspiracy theories, and, you know, I love a conspiracy theory as much as anyone, but I think what fuels the conspiracy theory is that Princess Diana was an individual who was seriously concerned about her well-being, perhaps to the point of an obsession um, that she was scared that someone was out to kill her. In fact, in a letter that she wrote just before her death, she said, in this particular phase in my life, it's the most dangerous. My husband, being Prince Charles, is planning an accident in my car, brake failure and serious head injury, in order to make the path clear for him to marry and to marry Camilla. Uh, she doesn't say that in the letter, but that being the suggestion. So I think you have a remarkable set of circumstances, almost like a jigsaw that pieces together to suggest, hey, this is a conspiracy of the highest order and that this was a planned killing. But the reality is that the evidence just doesn't point to that. The evidence points to a routine car accident and a set of circumstances thereafter which were also very puzzling that Diana potentially could have lived had French authorities have dealt with this situation um, in a more hastily manner in getting her to the nearest hospital whereas it took a considerable amount of time um, and she obviously passed away during that period. So, um, Dylan, if I may, um, so just kind of re recapping, if, if um, over the last X amount of years since um, Diana's passing, we've had a family bereft of their mother, we've had... Um, you know, conspiracies galore, and the, the, the boys have had to endure those conspiracies. And um, two individuals, and I'm going to sound a little bit cynical, so forgive me. So two individuals have travelled to, to Paris, done their own investigation, located um, Lee Van Tan, and he has more or less acknowledged and admitted being there and that this is what's happened. All of that type, does that not strike you as slightly worrying that, um, you know, we still do not have some recourse for the two, two lads involved, William and, and Harry, and that there's this gentleman out there who, tragic accident, 
just hasn't been able to come forward and say that, and yet he's he's talked to you about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's troubling that he would not answer questions from Scotland Yard or participate in Operation Pageant. That is perplexing. Um, it is disturbing, and it fails to put a period on the end of the sentence for Prince William and Prince Harry. Um, at the same time, you have Mohammed Al-Fayed, who for years stirred up a hornet's nest of conspiracy theories suggesting mm-hmm. that MI6 and the CIA could have been involved, international arms dealers, the powerful establishment figures who wanted Diana dead because she was dating someone of Muslim descent. So mm-hmm. you do have to sympathise with uh, Harry and William and, to a large extent, the royal family that have been dogged with these allegations for years that they had some form of role in it. If only the British authorities could compel a French national to come forth and tell his side of the story, it would be a very different scenario. But they have no jurisdiction over him. Um, And that is problematic uh, in getting a final resolution to this case. Can they not, um, and, and I don't know the law on this, it's genuinely a query, can they not kind of subpoena him to, to a court hearing or can they not um, you know, request that he takes part in and comes over and takes part in those discussions? They would, they would potentially have to charge him with a crime for which I don't believe he committed a crime. And... Um, you know, the only crime that he may have committed would be leaving that of a car accident or leaving that of a car accident scene. And the Brit- the French authorities would move to block that. I mean, there is obviously a tremendous rivalry between the British and the French. And I can perhaps understand why on the surface the French authorities would block this. But to your point, it's blocking the truth. It's, it's preventing um, mm. every, everybody from understanding what actually took place on that fateful night. And it leaves open the question, was the death of Princess Diana a tragedy or was it treason? It was a tragedy. And let's not forget, the man behind the wheel of the car was drunk as a monkey, should never have been put in that position, should never have been driving that car. Mm. And let's also not forget, Diana and Dodie weren't wearing seatbelts, yet Trevor East Jones was, and Trevor East Jones is the only uh, survivor of the car accident. I'm just thinking in terms of all of the people whose lives have been so significantly affected, and the conspiracies and the damage to the royal family and the British um, sovereignty, why they would not have made him give evidence or at least have those conversations, given that he has left the scene of a crime. And that, as you rightly say, is a, is a, is a crime in itself. Um, the, the evidence that points to um, that we know that his car has been resprayed, um, tail light damage wouldn't indicate the respray, which indicates then that this, the respray is done to cover up the car. Um, that all points to to him being there or a, a suspicion of him being there because it's unusual and, and, and suspicious behaviour. 
And so for the impending damage that that then does to the sovereignty, I still I still would question why they wouldn't then pull somebody in if they had placed him there. Lord Stevens has made the overtures many, many times. My sources tell me that it's been about four or five occasions that he's requested to speak to Lee Van Tan, and he has said on every occasion that he won't participate. Mm. When I asked him that question, he said they can come, but I won't answer their questions, um, which is uh, deeply problematic in finally solving the case once and for all um, and exonerating those that have been accused. Absolutely. Do you, did, did you, when you met Lee, did you, um, were you able to have a conversation at length with him? Was this a brief conversation? Did you feel that he would want to offload what this is, if he's been carrying this secret for many years and this, this, he probably feels quite a range of emotions from it. Do you not, do you, did you get the impression that he wanted to talk? No. So he doesn't want to talk. That's quite evident. Um, he doesn't speak English, he speaks French. So mm-hmm. uh, Colin McLaren and I had a translator. Um, we spoke to him for about 15 minutes. It is the second time that Colin McLaren has spoken to him. He previously spoke to him about four or five years ago, off camera, um, mm-hmm. and he said much of the same to Colin uh, during that particular occasion. Um, you can actually watch the video of Lee Van Tan. Um, I'm sure it is on YouTube. If you could YouTube uh, and search for Dr. Phil Princess Diana, we did do an episode uh, on his program in which uh, Lee Van Tan, we played the video of our interaction with Lee Van Tan. Um, and you can size him up for yourself. Uh, he is somebody whom stood there and answered our questions, um, I think begrudgingly. Um, nevertheless, he did. Was that using the same translator on both occasions, or did you have a separate one? It was a separate translator, yes. So interesting, isn't it? Because you think all of those people affected, why would you not just say, do you know what, this is, let's stop this? It was just, it was freak, it, this just happened. Well, yes, absolutely, but one must consider placing themselves in Lee Van Tan's shoes. Do you want to be remembered for the rest of your life as the man who claimed the life of Princess Diana? Mm. But he already uh, is. He already is. That person is suspicious of, you know, there's a suspicion over yes, him, absolutely, isn't there? But and reiterated by your book. And, and he, so, he, he's, he is concerned that if he was to go to Britain that he would be charged. Um, and that is why he is avoiding participating in any uh, investigation. Um, but you would hope, you would think that the French authorities would want a conclusion to this as much as the British authorities, yeah. and that they would compel him to participate. Um, nevertheless, I mean, I follow him on Instagram. He's a, now a bodybuilder and he travels the world. He's of Vietnamese descent. Um, and he's constantly travelling to Asia and the such and participating in various uh, bodybuilding competitions. His life has gone on post-Diana, and uh, for him it's, uh, it, it, it appears to be um, well and truly parked in the back of his mind. 
So is that kind of your hope when you um, when people pick up your book or they they read this um, that they kind of um, can get out of the conspiracy thought behind this? Well, yes and no. I mean, any investigator wants to try and shine light on a dark space, and there have been few stories in the last three decades as big as the death of Diana. Um, and few stories that have the big question mark on the end. So I think anyone that reads the book will come to the conclusion that Colin McLaren and I did, um, that Lee Van Tan was responsible unwittingly for the car accident, that there is a horrible lapse of judgment on the French authorities' behalf in not compelling... Lee Van Tan to come forward and that the British authorities are stymied in their attempt to try and provide the final answer to a riddle that has perplexed people for 23 years. Um, You know, that is the role of law enforcement to deliver the ending. In this instance... Uh, it was a law enforcement officer, a former homicide detective, and myself who were able to piece together the pieces of the puzzle to come to, the, to, to a conclusion about what happened to Diana. You would hope that it's not up to us to do that. I would assume that that would have already been done. And um, I'm just thinking, engaging by the royal family's response, um, how they've remained relatively silent um, how they have focused on the next thing they understand, which is the media being present. And um, surely if there was information from Scotland Yard that corroborates um, Lee Van Tan's involvement, although not able to bring him to um, account for that, um, then they would have been well informed of that. I have no doubt that the British monarchy uh, would be well aware of Lee Van Tan. Mm. The fact that Lord Stevens uh, made an approach to him as soon as last year suggests to me that the British know exactly the ending to this story. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they just can't piece it together and put it definitively on paper. Do you think that's why Harry Harry struggles so much? I do. I I mean, you could only imagine a kid losing your mother in the most tragic of circumstances and having to rebuild your life as part of the firm, as they call it, um, without a parental figure like Diana, like a mother, in your life. And I do believe that that's why he's um, struggling and I think it's quite evident that His break from the royal family is connected um, to everything that went on with his mother. He didn't want Meghan to be hounded by the paparazzi in the media, which he believes that the British tabloids were doing. Um, She obviously also believed that because she has filed litigation against uh, the Mail on Sunday newspaper about some of its coverage of her. Uh, coverage which she denies. She suffered a setback in court last week and um, had 
a number of motions dismissed from the particular case. Uh, but it's mm -hmm. quite apparent that Harry believes that Megan could be susceptible to the same types of intrusion, if you like, or intrusion upon seclusion, if you like, of being a member of the royal family. And I'm guessing that's um, so Harry's dislike of the media um, on occasion, because it's not it's not always he uses the media as well to to the advantage of supporting his um, his causes, which is totally appropriate. Um, but his dislike of the media is their involvement in the in in their following, thus speeding up the travel of Diana's car at the time of her death rather than focusing on somebody else might be responsible actually here and the driver was drunk. So his, you know, his, his take, views are against... At the, at the notion that the paparazzi played a critical role in the mm. car accident. Mm. Um, I do understand why they would exit the back of the Ritz-Carlton to avoid the paparazzi. But you have to understand, these paparazzi were driving mopeds. Um, scooters, yeah. um, low-powered uh, motorcycles. They weren't able to cat keep up with the Mercedes-Benz. They weren't on the scene for minutes after the car accident. So the notion that yeah. the paparazzi caused the car accident is disbelievable to an extent. They may have been the impetus for them to speed, and to try and lose them. But it's not as though they were um, on riding up the, right up the back of the Mercedes-Benz. Mm. Um, and that, that, that is a serious consideration that everyone must put into perspective. Why do you think um, Harry places such a strong emphasis on the paparazzi then? Is it because of that kind of need to get away from them? Or do you think this other you know, Lee Van Tan thing has just been dismissed in his mind? I think, hard? That, I think that the memories for a young child being photographed by the mm. paparazzos and growing up to learn that his mother marrying into the royal family became a uh, paparazzo target from day dot really has left him mentally scarred about the media's uh, intense interest in her life. And, and he replicates that with Megan. And um, he, I, I believe that Megan has been the genesis for their move to the United States. I don't believe Harry necessarily uh, wanted it as much as what mm -hmm. she wanted. Um, nevertheless, he he, he is um, fuming about the media interest in their relationship. And I can sympathise with that, but at the same time, uh, you know, there are different elements of society in which people have class establishments, and he is a public figure, um, a member of the monarchy that, um, you're into service uh, for the country, and uh, it has. And, been... it, and he could have stepped down at another time. He didn't have to um, wait until he was married, etc., to step down from his his uh, frontline position. He could have stepped down at a previous time. Yeah, so I, I do. I do find it as as a monarchist myself. 
um, and from Australia and a member of the Commonwealth. I, I do find it disheartening that he did stand down. Um, mm. I understand that, but we're all given a lot in life that maybe we don't necessarily want or believe in. Um, you know, certainly things in my life I've not wanted but I've had to endure, and everyone has situations like that. Um, I think the Royals' uh, disappointment was replicated by that of the nation. I think that the nation was very hurt that Harry would step down from official duties and move to America. Um, just the notion of moving to Los Angeles itself is somewhat questionable, I think, to most Britain, uh, to most Brits who may look at it and think that it is, um, you know, a, a pursuit of stardom, especially when you watch the video of Harry pitching Megan to the former head mm -hmm. of Disney, Bob Iger. Um, it really was an unfortunate set of circumstances which made them look like they were searching for fame um, as opposed to doing uh, work outside of the monarchy for which Megan has done in narrating the film for Disney in serving other causes. You know, I think that a lot of the conspiracies that um, go surround this, um, they seem to involve the uh, CIA or the... Um, or the British uh, Secret Society Service. Um, so why do you think that is? Like, is that because I heard that the driver was paid by the CIA? Any truth to that? There is no demonstrable proof to suggest that um, that Henri Paul was an informant um, of any intelligence operation. Um, the suggestion that Diana was pregnant at the time and was killed because she was going to have a Muslim child. These are some of the wild and wacky conspiracy theories that have dogged this case uh, since that tragic night. And, uh, you know, the reality is much, much simpler, much cleaner, if you like, that it was a routine car accident. I, I just don't think of... Um... I guess it, we're in a conspiratorial time right now, and just people seem to be into that right now. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they'll accept it. I mean, we've had some uh, interesting people on before talking about all these, uh, you know, things that are attached to this. So uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to predict. It's crazy. Um, so now, do you have um, a website or a place that people can uh, follow you on? People can follow me on Instagram at Dylan S. Howard. Uh, the book Diana, Case Solved, is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and all good uh, booksellers. And uh, Royals at War uh, is soon to be released in mid-May on uh, e-version due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And then on June 2, the hardcover will be released, which takes a look at uh, the untold story behind the split of Harry and Meghan uh, from the House of Windsor. Fantastic. Now, we're going to have the book up on the website as well. Wonderful. Now, we appreciate you being here. Again, the uh, 
book we're talking about is Diana, Case Solved, and with us has been the author, uh, Dylan Howard. Thank you. Thank you again. I appreciate uh, the time. Have a great day. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! I'll see you! If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media.